Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877 Well, I watched an hour and 20 minutes of my life go away, just kind of like the dust ball off it went, as I was watching uh, Joe Biden. Now, I wouldn't normally watch Joe Biden, but for the fact I am a broadcaster and I need to know what he said and how he said it. He learned from Obama. He filibustered the answers, went on and on. He had a list of reporters he would call. He did not call Peter Ducey of Fox, of course. And I would say uh, half the reporters, give or take, were just there. They were bombastic leftists, particularly this one from, what is she, PBS or whatever her name is, Alcindor? What is she doing in the press corps? She's an idiot. She's a liberal Democrat buffoon, may I say with all due respect. And she wasn't alone. Another one jumped up from CBS. Hey, what are you going to do about the the voting? And then uh, Biden goes off on uh, Jim Crow and the Republicans don't want everybody to vote. It's really quite outrageous. We don't want everybody to vote, you know. The Democrats. The Democrats who've invented one... One obstacle after another to prevent people from voting, particularly minorities over the decades. The Democrats, who elected Robert Byrd as their leader in the Senate not that long ago. The only man I know was a Klansman, Democrat. One of of Biden's buddies. And then, of course, they have to ask uh, if he agrees with Obama that the filibuster is a relic of Jim Crow. Filibuster wasn't invented during the Jim Crow period. Filibuster was used by Obama, it was used by Biden, it was used by Ted Kennedy, it was used by Harry Reid, it's been used by the Democrats in the modern era, left and right. 
But now they have no principles. They have power. That's it. It's that simple. Now, there's something going on that I want to tell you about. And I use this show to do a number of things. Number one, to press the mission of liberty and Americanism. But number two, something else. I want to read something to you, and then I want to tell you what I need you to do. You say, Mark, what can we do? Well, I have an idea for us. Politico, they are in effect supporting racism. Black leaders zero in on Democrats' filibuster holdouts. Advocates are telling senators they can enact civil rights laws or keep the filibuster, but not both. Black civil rights leaders, voting rights advocates, and elected officials are ramping up their lobbying of Senate Democrats that nix the filibuster, arguing they can keep the rule in place or pass voting rights legislation, but not both. In a half a dozen interviews, top officials frame the choice as an existential one for a party that depends on black and brown voters, and they're planning pressure campaigns privately and publicly to make that clear. I don't know what this has to do with race. I don't know what all these things have to do with race, but nonetheless, Al Sharpton's involved. Mr. Producer, what we did for uh, Manchin, will you do for Cinema now too and send that to me? No, I said Cinema. Reverend Al Sharpton, the civil rights leader and former presidential candidate, said in an interview that he and others have begun to hold town halls and rallies in home states of senators such as Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, who've said they oppose scrapping the filibuster. Sharpton said the pressure that we're going to put on Sinema and Manchin is calling the filibuster racist and saying they are in effect supporting racism. Why would they be wedded to something that is those results? Their, their voters need to know that. So... This is going to be a campaign led by leftists who are African-Americans. We have many people calling this show who are minorities, and they do not agree with what these leftists are doing. Al Sharpton does not represent anybody but his own church. And I don't know who these other people are either. But the filibuster rule has nothing to do with race. And what's happening now is anything to push the Marxist agenda. So we don't do this all the time. We're going to have a Levin surge now. I'm going to give out the numbers of Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Sinema. I urge you to do this with politeness and civility. And I don't care what part of the country you're from. I don't care what part of the country you're from. These are national issues that have an impact on you directly. I want to flood their phone numbers, and I want them to know that we support the Constitution, we support deliberation, we do not want the fundamental transformation of America, the Democrats do not have a mandate in either the Senate or the House or the White House to destroy the filibuster rule, which has nothing to do with racism, it was actually started, as best we can tell, in ancient Rome. The filibuster rule that was used by Joe Biden and Obama, that was used by Ted Kennedy and and Schumer and all the rest. And we want them to know that we expect them to vote against any effort, any effort to water down or destroy the, the filibuster rule. And if they had supported it, why didn't they do it before? Do we have her number yet, Rich? 
Okay, well, of course, my damn computer's not working. So we'll give you one right now. I'll bring up my iPhone. Let's see here. Just bear with me. I'd like you to write down this phone number. You ready? 202-224-3954. That's Senator Manchin. And be respectful. My God, be polite. Just make it clear where you stand. That's 202-224-3954. That we do not oppose, that we do not support, I've got it now, that we do not support any effort to weaken or remove the filibuster rule. Now, Senator Sinema, here's her number, 202-224-4521. Mr. Producer, put both numbers up on our uh, parlor site, please. 202-224-4521, particularly if you live in those states. Civilly and respectfully call the senator. We are not buying this effort to threaten these two senators, and we want them to know that we are focused like a laser on this issue. And I will give out this number again next hour and in the third hour. And if you don't get through today, leave a polite message or call tomorrow. And if their voicemails filled today and tomorrow, then send a polite email. Polite. Civil. That's who we are. That's what we Levinites do. I want tens of thousands of you to call these two phone numbers. Tens of thousands of you. We're the army of liberty. We're the army of true diversity. We're the army of true equality. We are the army of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We're the army of tolerance. We cannot have these various factions who try to advance their their agenda to undermine this magnificent nation. Al Sharpton, for crying out loud. And so again, I want to encourage you to make these calls. uh, And uh, that would be very, very helpful. Okay, I'm getting emails and texts in the middle of the program telling me what to do. Stop. 202-224-4521. That's Senator Sinema. And Senator Manchin, 202-224-3954. We will post them on Parlor. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, Commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty. Since 1844, it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. 
L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. By the way, for literally a nanosecond, I was during the break watching Fox, they flashed the photo of the 10 slaughtered people from Boulder, Colorado. Again, it was very quick. As best I could tell, every single one of them was white. This is why they weren't pushing the racial narrative in Boulder, Colorado, and they went immediately to gun control. And of course, the killer is an Arab and Muslim. Now, that doesn't mean the Arab Muslim community is guilty. You'd have to be a fool to say that, any more than you'd have to be a fool to blame white people for mass murder. And yet this is where we are in this country. It's unconscionable and it's grotesque, the racial politics that's being played. I'll be damned if I'm going to sit on the sidelines while Al Sharpton's leading a movement to pressure Manchin in this cinema in two relatively conservative states to vote to kill the filibuster so they can get this H.R. 1 phony voting rights bill through, which has nothing, nothing to commend it except if you're a Democrat in Washington and you want to take absolute control of the electoral process, the way they do in blue states like California. And Biden went on and on today, like a moron, like a buffoon. He wasn't questioned. The way they set that up, he's, he's calling people who are on a list. He doesn't call Fox's Peter Ducey. He goes on and on like a filibuster of his own. Learned that from Obama. The filibuster rule is not... A uh, Jim Crow rule. Liars. They just want to grease the skids to pass every lunatic, fringe, left-wing neo-Marxist thing that they can. So once again, and we'll do this each hour, Senator Manchin's Washington phone number is 202-224-3954. I hope it's not the local 7-Eleven. But 202-224-3954. And I would politely say, hey, look, I want to strongly discourage you from supporting this left-wing agenda and destroying the filibuster rule. And while I'm at it, I strongly oppose S-1. The federal government needs to keep its hands off of our election system. And the same thing with cinema. Her number is 202-224-4521. That's 202-224-4521. Manchin said on Wednesday he wanted to see both parties come together on the bill. Telling reporters that while there are so many good things in the proposal, this is the voting rights so-called thing. We should not at all attempt to do anything that will create more distrust. God, he's a dumb guy, isn't he? Isn't he, Mr. Badu? How'd this guy get to be governor and senator? Good Lord. You ask me, Mark, what can we do? I'm telling you what you can do. The Democrat Party is attempting to racialize this. The Democrat Party wants you to believe that this bill has something to do with civil rights. It has nothing to do with civil rights. It's a lie. It's a flat-out lie. Quite the contrary. What it has to do with is destroying our electoral system. The same electoral system that elected Barack Obama twice. The same electoral system that elected Kamala Harris. That system. That system. 
Don't be bullied by bullies. Don't be bullied by bullies. And you need to change the narrative. The filibuster rule is there to protect individual liberty of people of all races and backgrounds. To protect us from politicians and bureaucrats and big government. That's what the filibuster rule is there for. That's what the filibuster rule is there for. It had nothing to do with slavery. The reason why we don't want the federal government federalizing the voting system is because that's what we see in tyrannies, in totalitarian regimes, where they, they go through the, the movements. They go through votes, but they pretend that voting is legitimate. We don't want that kind of power in the hands of a relatively few people in Washington, D.C. That's the point. If you want to protect the right to vote, don't give that power to Washington, D.C. And what is all this trust with Washington, D.C. for? It's filled with a bunch of crackpots, morons, sexual predators, and we call them congressmen and senators. I've never understood we distrust politicians, but a goodly percentage of us want them to have all kinds of power over our lives. No, no, I don't think so. So this is an official Levin surge. We haven't had one in a very long time. It's an official Levin surge. Mansion and Cinema, two Democrat senators from Republican states. And you can make a big difference. And this is the test. This is the litmus test for them. The filibuster rule and S-1. It's not a voting rights act. It's not a voting reform act. It's a tyranny act. It's a politician's crookedness act. It's the Democrat Party power grab act. That's what it is, pure and simple. Pure and simple. Yes. And so we have numbers too, ladies and gentlemen. You have power too. We can exercise our authority too. We get to participate in this republic. Not just the big mouths. Not just the provocateurs. Not just those who feed at the public trough, a.k.a. Al Sharpton. Now, we're going to participate too. This is an official event tr- uh, uh, surge. Mansion's office again, 202-224-3954, Cinema 202-224-4521. If you forget it, you can go to my parlor site. And if you want, you can call their district office too. You can track that down yourselves. Just be polite. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, 
commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin Show, where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. Well, we have our friend Joe Concha with us, who is, uh, has a very nasty job, and that is to report in part on the media. I can't be, uh, we just lost him. So now I'm going to do a silent tap dance, ladies and gentlemen, but I wanted to ask Joe, was I missing something? Or are these supposed to be reporters asking questions here who are giving lectures about a left-wing agenda, whether it comes to guns or voting and, and even immigration? Almost no challenge on some of the most serious issues of the day? Is that, is that what I heard? And yes, that is what I heard. So I'd be interested in his take. Should I move on, Mr. Producer, or what here? We're getting a better phone line. So what should we do? What should the whole nation and I do? Sit back and wait? Anyway, the uh, Joe Concha, are you there now? I am, yes. Hi, Mark. Hello, Joe. Uh, I watched this uh, hour and 20 minutes. What amazes me is this, uh, this woman, Al Cinder, gets up there and gives these long-winded lectures from a rather radical left-wing perspective. She, she works for government-funded radio. And I think to myself, do these people, so-called professionals, have any self-respect whatsoever? And then another one gets up from CBS, and she's pushing uh, uh, the so-called voting rights and filibuster stuff. I'm going, what is going on here? And it's gotten worse, hasn't it? Mark, it's not even bias anymore, bias in broad daylight. This is activism that we saw play out on national television during a presidential press conference. When you have Alcinder from PBS talking about how the president should abolish the filibuster in the name of civil rights because Republicans are suppressing the vote, it wasn't even a question. It was a Costa-like. It was a speech to goad the president into going down this road. And other members of the press were doing the same thing with Biden as far as pushing for the filibuster to be abolished. So you tell me, in this press conference, where the president had the audacity to say that, well, while I don't have the support of Republican lawmakers, I do have the support of Republican voters. I checked Gallup. He's at 10% support from GOP voters. So well, what are they doing? Doing their own little, uh, the are, they, are they doing their own little uh, survey or something? How does that work? I don't know. But you, uh, during the Trump administration and during a Trump press conference, you would see immediate pushback, and not in any polite way like we saw today. The, the, the questions today were, were hospitable. They were hostile during any President Trump sort of press conference, and, and now th- this is the result. I got no answers on the border today, for instance, as far as Joe Biden. He appoints Kamala Harris 
to lead the effort to fix the border crisis. This is the same person who said as a candidate and compared ICE to the KKK and says that illegal crossings should be decriminalized. This is the person that's supposed to fix the crisis at the border while we have migrants, the facilities at 700 percent capacity during a pandemic, hundreds of migrants testing positive for COVID-19 and then being released into the U.S. population. It's literally a super spreader event. You would think that one reporter might ask about this, but of course not. We got cotton candy questions once again, and Joe Biden is able to filibuster for minutes on end without interruption. It was a disgrace what we saw today in the newsroom. And isn't it amazing how they treated Trump and how they treat this guy? Uh, he has a list of names. He has a list of uh, first names and the media organizations and uh, people aren't jumping up and down and saying, now, wait a minute, I want to question. There are, there's no Jim Acosta-like activity whatsoever, is there? No. And, and the one person that could ask a tough question, and I'm not comparing Peter Ducey to Jim Acosta in any way, because I think Peter Ducey conducts himself like a professional reporter, uh, but Fox got boxed out today. In other words, no questions for Fox whatsoever, no hostility in terms of anything resembling a follow-up question. And, and that's what we saw from our press corps today, where they were more than happy to just sit back and let Joe Biden speak on and on and on and speak and say some ridiculous things like President Trump left nine-year-old migrants to die of starvation at the border. You think you might want to follow up on that a little bit. And even when which, which was disgusting. And by the way, he was taking shot after shot at Donald Trump, wasn't he? Oh, completely. And he was taking shots sometimes based on what he was saying off the top of his head. But then he has this binder. It was like the Jen Psaki binder. But hmm. he has these these notes that he's flipping through and he's reading from it at some point. And, and you're thinking, what is China and Russia and Iran thinking right now when they see the leader of the free world, apparently anyway, uh, and he has to actually resort to notes, cliff notes, in order to answer very basic and friendly questions. That does not reflect well in terms of the way the world looks at us now at this point, Mark. Do you agree uh, with Obama, Biden, that uh, the filibuster rule is, a, uh, is, is, is from the uh, Jim Crow period? First of all, that's a lie. And it comes from a reporter. And who cares yeah. what Obama said? He's just another politician. The, and, the and, answer, and, and then course, Biden goes on and on on this H.R. 1 S. 1 about Jim Crow, how it's outrageous and so forth. You listen to that. You have no idea what's in this bill. Some of the most hideous ideas are in this bill that are intended to prevent, really, election security. And it's now dressed up as a voting rights, civil rights act thing. It's unbelievable. You learned absolutely nothing about it. It's a Trojan horse situation, Mark, now at this point, right? The COVID relief bill had nothing to do with COVID release, at least 91% of it didn't, right? It was all pet projects for Democrats in blue states, in blue cities, and then 9% towards health care. This infrastructure bill that's coming, $3 trillion, by the way, uh, is supposed to, I would think, talk about repairing our roads and fixing our bridges and our power grid and just yeah. making the, the country better from an infrastructure perspective when you're talking about, you know, pure hard steel. But instead, we're talking about free community college, and racial equity, and paid family leave. What the hell does that have to do with mm. infrastructure? Again, they dress it up in these bills like, are, do you support infrastructure and improving it in this country? And any person responding to a poll would say, yes, of course. Hey, do you support 
fighting COVID? Yes, of course I do. And then the White House says, see, the American public is behind this, when it's like asking somebody, are you against cancer? Yes, I'm against cancer. Well, of course you're for fighting COVID or improving infrastructure, until you realize that the devil's in the details, but they're big details, and we have a media that's not reporting what's in these bills. They just repeat what the White House says, and that's why they're able to get away with these things at this point, Mark. Also, one of the uh, grave concerns I have is that Joe Biden is legacy hunting. On February 8th, I mentioned on this program and almost every day since that he wants to be bigger than FDR and LBJ and Obama. And by God, he brings in these historians or John Meacham goes in, you know, the guy that was writing his speeches and then critiquing Biden's speeches that he had written and didn't tell the public. That guy, he brings in other liberal historians with him and they tell him to go big and go fast. And I go, wait a minute. This is a republic. You're supposed to go small and go slow. You're supposed to have a deliberative process. we got all kinds of checks and balances and separation of powers and all the rest. The issue of the Constitution or the proper way of doing things also never comes up, does it? You don't hear much about that. I'm old enough to remember when Joe Biden said just last year as a candidate that if you are signing executive order after executive order, you're therefore governing like a dictator. And he has signed more executive orders and proclamations and everything else you want to call it in terms of governing by executive fiat than any president to this point in history by a country mile. He passed the COVID relief bill without one Republican supporting it. And this guy had the audacity to run as the unity president. And now today he basically said, yeah, I'm going to blow up the filibuster because Republicans, they they're about the politics of division. And if they don't want to go along with me, then therefore I have to do what's best for the American people. I mean, this is literally a dictator that we're looking at at this point. And I, I just lament the fact that those Georgia runoff elections in January, if you even get one win out of two there, you're talking about a completely different ball game. And suddenly all of this would be stunted. But instead now, this is what we have, at least from Joe Biden until 2022, when I think the GOP would take back the House because they only have to flip a couple of seats. But this is the reality that we're in now, Mark. But the problem, Joe, is you can't always have a majority or a stalemate. At some point, the Democrats are going to control these branches of government. And what they're telling us is anytime they do, they're going to blow out the Constitution. They're going to blow out the process. They're going to look for the gaps, the imperfections, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to run for them immediately. In other words, this is, this is a problem that's not going to go away, is it? No, it never will. And it's not like making it's not about making the country better either. Right. I mean, I would think now the economy seems to be doing pretty well. All things considered, GDP is going to explode in the second half of this year. There's going to be a lot of revenge spending. I know I planned three vacations already because all the money I've saved because I haven't gone anywhere. So do I really need all this so-called stimulus to make things better? It's just all pet projects. It's buying votes. When you put migrants up in hotels at about one hundred million dollars, and you're going to keep them there for six months. The plan is, of course, that eventually they'll become citizens and you bought their votes. So it isn't about making the country better. It's a power grab, a permanent power grab. And if this H.R. 1 passes, then they will win elections in perpetuity at this point because of the way the, the whole system will be rigged. And it should be something that we're, I would think the American people are paying more attention to. But maybe they're just fatigued at this point. Maybe it's just too much for them to handle. Or, or maybe the media just isn't doing their job in terms of reporting on right. what the facts are instead of what their feelings are, like we saw during that press conference. Why don't they put up some of those famous charts and graphs they like to put up there and explain exactly what's in this bill, which they don't. You that know, would be nice. 
The vast majority of American people support uh, identification. The vast majority of the American people support signature comparisons. The vast majority of the American people expect people to vote in the precinct in which they live, not to choose whatever precinct they want. The vast majority of the American people support, I would think, cleaning up voting rolls with dead people on them or people who've moved to other areas and so forth, so there's not multiple voting. And I can go on and on and on. This has nothing to do with civil rights. It's an amazing thing how the left uses minorities, and particularly African Americans, as a fig leaf for their agenda. And, of course, they call on the the likes of uh, Al Sharpton uh, to be uh, one of the front men for the operation, because Al Sharpton, as we all know, is, uh, is a great civil rights leader. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm, I was, you know, kind of young, but I remember Jaime Town, right? I, I remember. Yep. I remember all the horrible things that he has said over the years uh, about. I believe that was Jackson, but that's all right. That's Al Sharpton for you. Yeah. All right, Joe, and I want to thank you. You do a great job, and we very much appreciate you. Mark, a pleasure. We haven't spoken in a while, and I hope you're doing well, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again soon. You got it, and God bless you. All right, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Democrats. Look, we want to bring the country together, except you bastards. Oh, yeah, you white bastards and, uh, and, and minorities that go along with the white bastards. Yeah, we want to bring the country together. And if you don't give us what we want, we'll use our 50-vote massive majority in the Senate, and we'll ram it through. But we really believe in unity. And you know what else? We're going to take over the Supreme Court and the courts. Yes, we are. But we believe in unity, don't you know? And the borders are wide open. That's Trump's fault, don't you know? And vaccines are going out double as many as we thought. That's not Trump. That's Biden, don't you know? What a bunch of dumb you-know-whats. Outrageous. As they tear this country to shreds. They talk about unite. What is with this Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO? Freaks me out, this guy. Looks like he has yesterday's dinner in his beard. Did you notice that? What is that? Is that those cockroaches? I don't know. Biden at his press conference today. Cut one, go. Filibuster. Fulfill the filibuster. Um, you know, with regard to the filibuster, I believe 
We should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. How come you didn't believe in any of this when you were a senator? How come you didn't believe in any of this when the Republicans had the White House and the Democrats held the Senate? Does anybody anywhere remember Joe Biden urging the elimination or a significant change in the filibuster prior to this time? Obama, prior to this time? Anybody on the Democrat left prior to this time? No, they used the filibuster. Does that mean they support Jim Crow? Did Obama support Jim Crow? Actually, Biden did at one point in his life. But of course, we've broomed his history. Go ahead. Um, And that is that it used to be required for the filibuster, and I, I had a card on this. So I was going to give you the statistics, but you probably yeah, I got know. a card on everything here. You know, if I, if I don't have it in my notes, I have a card. I also have a fortune cookie. Let me break it open and tell you the lottery number I'm going to be playing this weekend. All right, go ahead. Uh, that it used to be that, uh, the, that from between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed. There were a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster that whole time last year alone there were five times that many wow so that's 1917 to 1971 now why do they pick that period of time i don't know because it benefits them but that man's been in the senate he was elected in 1972 at the age of 29 he was sworn at the age of 30 in 1973 Isn't it interesting that they don't count 1973 and beyond? Now, why wouldn't they do that? Because the Democrats used the filibuster relentlessly. And they not only used it in legislative terms, they used it on judges for the first time in American history. They used the filibuster against circuit court judges nominated by Bush. They used it against Supreme Court justices. They used it against every damn thing they possibly could. They threatened Trump's appointees with filibusters. That's why you have so many. I was the acting former director of ICE. I was the acting former secretary of HH. I was the former acting of this. Why? Because they had the power of the filibuster. Now, of course, the Democrat Party that invented Jim Crow and segregation, that invented poll taxes and literacy tests, that that invented uh, the Plessy versus Ferguson decision, and that promoted slavery, now they want to get rid of the filibuster rule even though Obama used it and Biden used it and Kennedy used it and all the Democrats used it because suddenly it's a vestige of Jim Crow. Now, there's enough suckers out there who are going to buy it, but we're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to tolerate a campaign of liars led by Sharpton and other leftists putting pressure on two Democrat senators from Republican states to try and force them, threaten them, to vote to undermine this country. It's called pushback. It's called the Levin surge. More on that when I return. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Exactly one year ago, we had that call from Dr. Healy, didn't we, Mr. Producer? Oh, the call was tomorrow, exactly one year ago. Uh, Mr. Molester, I'm not talking about Joe Biden, but it does apply. Andrew Cuomo put out that executive order, that medical order to the uh, nursing homes. We won't have that call tomorrow on our audio list to play for you. One year anniversary. And while everybody's talking about it now, after that call came in and we were beating the pots and pans, I don't know of any news organization that did a damn thing about it, to be quite frank with you. I don't know of any. We're in the middle of a Levin surge. These are rare, but they're important, I think. There's an effort by Al Sharpton, who's organizing individuals, uh, as are other surrogates in the Democrat Party, radical progressive leftists, to put pressure on Manchin and Cinema, Manchin of West Virginia, Cinema of Arizona, to vote to kill a filibuster rule so they can push through all their neo-Marxist and Marxist agenda. And they uh, self-aggrandizingly wrap this up in a civil rights effort. This has nothing to do with civil rights. This has everything to do with civil wrongs. This will not improve the lot of minorities in this country one whit. What it will do is undermine all voters in this country, including minorities. This is a Democrat Party power grab. And they are using minorities, and they're using people like Al Sharpton, who's more than happy to be used, to use the uh, patina of race again. And I want Americans to wake up to this. And so they're going to put pressure on Manchin and Cinema, they said. And so it's time for Americans of all stripes, all backgrounds, all faiths, all genitalia, whatever you do with your genitalia, all races, all mixed races. In other words, those of you who love liberty. To call Senator Manchin's office and to call Senator Sinema's office and say, no, do not vote to kill or change the filibuster rule. And no, do not vote for that disastrous, phony voting bill. We are on to this. We know exactly what's taking place. And this is a massive Democrat party power grab. Manchin's Washington phone number. And yeah, we want to. We want to load it up, uh, the phones, 202-224-3954, anyone in the country. This is your country, too. That's your United States Senate. Senator Sinema, her number, 202-224-4521, 202-224-4521. Now, we have that information up on my parlor site, too, at Mark Levin Show Parlor, at Mark Levin Show Parlor, where there are about five and a half million of you. And we have a link to their website, so if you're of the mind, you can call the Washington office, you can try their district offices, and you can also send a friendly email. Don't send anything stupid, you'll regret it. Just state your position. State your position that you oppose this Democrat Party power grab. And that if they go along with it, you're going to, You know, you'll support them if they don't, but if they do go along with it, you're going to do everything you can to replace them next time around with a Republican. It's that simple. Now, Sinema was just elected. So, uh, not too long ago. 
But if they're going to put pressure on these people, really threaten them, then there needs to be countervailing pressure. There needs to be a pushback. This is an official Levin surge. We do not do it often, but we are in the middle of it. And we will continue to do so. Joe Biden at his press conference today, you know, they built up this, wow, Joe Biden's having a prep. Oh, my God. It's like, uh, you know, Apollo 11 going to the moon. Joe Biden, he's going to, wow. This guy's the president of the United States. There shouldn't be any wow. And he droned on and on and took cheap shots at President Trump. Guy has no class. He's a nasty SOB. May I say that? I think I will. I didn't call him Hitler. They called our guy Hitler all the time. I would never call him Hitler or Stalin or Mussolini. Wouldn't be appropriate. Here he is, still on the filibuster, cut to go. And by the way, the follow-up question should have been, President Biden, you were in the Senate around 40 years. You used the filibuster all the time. You give us this date, 1917 to 1971. It's quite obvious you, determined, you decided to cut out the time when you were a senator from 1973 until the time you are vice president of the United States. You didn't say peep about getting rid of the filibuster rule, the rule you used. You didn't say peep about Jim Crow. Did you participate in Jim Crow when Obama was involved in filibusters? Was he participating in Jim Crow? The Democrat Party. How many times have I said this over my 20 years, almost 20 years on radio, that if you're going to really pick something, that represents slavery and segregation and Jim Crow, be the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party had a role in all of it. Not a passive role, an affirmative, active role in all of it. All right, more Biden. Go ahead. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the why, United why, States. Why is that outrageous? I don't even, I'm going to say something outrageous. And what would that be? He's, 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 he's never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the U.S. Senate? That's outrageous. I've never heard anything. Hey, Wilma, did you hear that? That's outrageous. Go ahead. So the best way to get something done, if, you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Here we go. Down Never um, Never Land Road. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Listen, if I don't get everything I damn well want, then we're going to blow up the filibuster rule. We're going to make voting simple for Democrats. You know, we're going to do all the things we need to do, you see, because I'm not here to do nothing. I'm here to advance my agenda. And again, this guy, John Meacham, in my view, is a complete fraud and hack. No, no, I'm a historian. No, you're a jerk. So he pulls together other like-minded Democrat left-wing historians, quote-unquote. They meet Biden at the White House. They pat him on the head, rub him on the back. They give him a few grapes. And, uh, and hey, Joe, uh, you know, you can go big and fast, fast and big here. I can, I can. I, 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 I can be bigger than FDR and, and LBJ and Obama. I like that. I want to be bigger than Obama. Really, guys, I, 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 I really do. Well, you can. Go big and go fast. These are historians. They're, they're pathetic. The whole system is set up to go small and slowly. Well, we don't like that. We're in a hurry. We need to, you know, we got we to fix it. And then the idiot wants to know, you know, during the Depression and World War II, what did FDR do? Are we in a depression, Mr. Producer? No, we're not. 
And this economy was taking off without these fools. And we're not in World War II, so what is he talking about? Now, Obama. Here's the report. Caitlin Collins is another fraud. She's at CNN. Wasn't she at some conservative site before? What was it? The Daily Caller or something like that? But now she's a real journalist. Oh, my goodness. She's a real reporter. And you're going to find out. Oh, Caitlin Collins. And I'll tell you what. That Jake Tapper is so impressed with Caitlin Collins. She must be great. Cut three. Go. Regarding the filibuster, at John Lewis's funeral, President Barack Obama said he believed the filibuster was a relic of the Jim Crow era. Do you agree? No, no. The, the point shouldn't be, do you agree? The question should be, and yet you'd used it repeatedly. But that one skipped over her head. Go ahead. If not, why not? By the way, he says yes. Go ahead. If it's a relic of the Jim Crow era. Hey, you know, uh, by the way, I don't know who's more dimwitted, her or him. Uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, Barack Obama, of course, cite Barack Obama. That's very newsworthy. Uh, Barack Obama, you know, he says uh, at, 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 at John Lewis's funeral that uh, Jim, uh, Jim Crow era, you know, that's the Philip. And what did he say at uh, Robert Byrd's funeral? This guy Obama will go to any funeral. What did he say, Robert? Did he bring up the filibuster and say it was Jim Crow? He dare not, because he went to the funeral of a man who used the filibuster to try and block the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Oh, yeah. And he picked for his vice presidential running mate a man who worked with segregationists. Oh, yes, he did. Isn't it amazing? Donald Trump never did any of this stuff. Wow, he's the race. Oh, yeah, he really is. What an idiot question. So she's pushing him to get rid. Well, you know, if you think it's Jim Crow, and of course Barack Obama says it is, why are you why don't you just oppose it? Rather than, excuse me, you used it, Obama used it, the Democrats used it, you pick Robert Byrd to be your leader and so forth. You voted for Byrd. Well, how do you explain all this, Mr. Biden? Instead it's Well then why don't you get rid of it? Oh, okay. Good, Caitlin. I'm sure fake Jake Tapper is going to be very impressed. But that's an audience of one and one moron. Go ahead. Successful. I forget it. I don't. I don't want to fall asleep here. I don't. I don't want to fall asleep here. But it goes on. Uh, cut four. Go. You also just made some news by saying that you are going to run for re-election. I said that is my expectation. So is that a yes that you are running for re-election? This is such a profound inquiry. You also made news that you're going to run for real. I said that's my expectation. Wow, let's sit on the edge of our seats. Oh, really? So you got this COVID-19 thing going on. You got China on the move. You got Iran on the move. You got, you got a border full of illegal aliens, many of whom are little kids. He lies about the numbers down there. He lies about, tells the press, yes, of course we're going to be transparent. When I want you to be transparent, and when I tell you we're going to be transparent, after I clean up all the crap that my policies created, and after I'm done blaming them on Donald Trump, then I might let you into a reception center. Ooh, reception. Go ahead. I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never, I've never been, been able, able to, to travel. Is that what he said, Rich? 
I mean, I, I don't know where you're coming from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of faith. Sure he is. An abortion on demand funded by taxpayers. It's a great respecter of faith. Go ahead. Half years ahead for certain. And if you, it, do, if you do run, will Vice President Harris be Yeah, I don't ticket? blame him. What kind of idiotic, insane questions are these? You finally get this guy after 68 days. It's like he's coming down from Mount Sinai with the tablets. Finally, he's here. Can we ask him a few questions? Yeah, I, I, I have a question. What? Stupid questions. Just idiotic. Go ahead. I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. Oh, she's been fantastic. And she's done what? She's made the calls you're supposed to make, and now you say... You know, there's no crisis on the border, but I'm putting the vice president in charge of it. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. And then he has this genius idea. Cut five, go. I think my Republican colleagues are going to have to determine whether or not we want to work together or they'll decide that the way in which they want to proceed is to... Uh, is to uh, just uh, um, decide to divide the country, continue the politics. Oh, the politics of division. Right. All you white racists out there in the white dominant society, all you straight freaks out there, all you, all you girls that want to have high school sports and actually compete against other girls, you're such bigots, it's unbelievable. And yeah, all you blue-collar workers, yeah, you want to actually work on pipelines and in oil fields. What the hell's wrong with you? We're going to teach you how to wear propellers on your head and how to put in solar energy panels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to retrain you, you know, like they do in, in communist countries like, like uh, China. We're going to retrain you. We're going to make sure you can do stuff that we need you to do, that we demand that you do. And we want to make sure you march in line and in step. Like the Rockettes. Oh, yeah. We got all kinds of plans. Oh, we do. And it's the Republicans who are dividing us. The Republicans run nothing. They're in charge of nothing. They're not the ones who are race baiting and making these outrageously disgusting statements about their fellow citizens. That's coming out of your big mouth, you jerk. That's right. And that's Schumer and Pelosi. For those three, every day is Halloween. I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. 
Now, Biden goes on a tirade like a mental patient. Uh, And this is all you're going to hear. You're not going to have any idea what's in this bill unless you listen to this program on this HR1 and S1, unless you listen to my Fox show and my live-in TV show. But Nancy Cordes at CBS really is not a reporter. I want you to listen first to how she asked this question. Cut six, go. Thank you very much, Mr. President. I want to go back to voting rights. And as Yamish mentioned, Republican legislatures across... First of all, Yamish is a left-wing hack at the uh, pubic broadcasting system. Go ahead. ...are working to pass bills that would restrict voting, particularly Democrats fear impacting minority voters and young voters, the very people who helped to get you elected. Now, do you hear that? So Republican legislatures are trying to prevent people from voting, particularly minorities and young people. This is a reporter, Nancy Cordes, for CBS. A liar... You heard Joe Concha say, these people are actually social activists. I hope he read on Freedom of the Press, because that's the whole point of the book. I say that's what they are. It's called public journalism. Social activism journalism. We've talked about it here for now a year and a half. Go ahead. November, are you worried that if you don't manage to pass voting rights legislation. Why is it called voting rights legislation? Even the bill is not called a voting rights bill. But you see how the media do this? We have a fascistic media. We really do. Go ahead. Your party is going to lose seats and possibly lose control of the House and the Senate. Wow. So she's saying, do something, you jerk. Don't you see? You need to get this bill passed. You need to pass it, pass it, pass it. These Republicans want to prevent minorities and young people from voting. What's wrong with you? They might take the House and the Senate in 2022. Come on. Come on, Joe. I'm Nancy Cordes of CBS. I'm trying to help you. Now watch this lunatic go. Go ahead. 2022. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. So it's sick, you see. This is un-American. Go ahead. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing in line. Cannot bring water to people standing in line. Where is this? Where is this? Standing in line, maybe to walk through the White House, but where's this? Maybe in a TSA line, you can't have water, you can't... Maybe there, yes, yes. But where, where is this? What state? Go ahead. Waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just... Where is voting off? ended at 5 o'clock, Mr. Producer? We watch these votes every election cycle, don't we? Is there a single one that ends voting at 5 p.m.? Not one. This guy's delusional. But we knew that. But it's the reporter, Nancy Cordes, CBS. They ought to give her the hook. What a disgusting disgrace. I'll be right back. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. You know, a lot of these things going on with Cuomo and Ali. News comes out that uh, he gave his family special access to the COVID tests. He got them access to special doctors. 
including his brother on CNN. Quite remarkable, isn't it? And he's being dumped all over, and he should. But then I look at Joe Biden, where his son had special access, and we're going to get into this later. Secret Service inserted itself into the case of Hunter Biden's gun. Mark, what are you talking about? I'll get to that. The Bidens have been living like the Cuomos for decades. For decades. But the media want to get rid of Cuomo now. Having built him up, they now knock him down. And they want either DeCamio or Ayach or one of them to replace him. Uh, It's not because they don't have a plan. They do. The case of Biden. Biden's doing everything they want him to do. He's an empty suit. Doing exactly what they want him to do. You don't hear any complaints from the Stalinist wing of the Democrat Party, do you? You don't hear any complaints from Stalin's favorite American newspaper, the New York Times, do you? No, you don't. You don't hear any complaints from the North Korean general's favorite television show, The Morning Schmo and Mrs. Schmo, do you? No, you don't. Nothing. He's doing a great job taking a wrecking ball to the country. Sources. This is Politico. Secret Service inserted itself into case of Hunter Biden's gun. Hunter Biden's gun? Isn't he the spawned son of Mr. Gun Control? Hunter Biden's gun? The bizarre incident involved a trash can, a man searching for recyclables, and eventually federal law enforcement. But a curious thing happened at the time. Secret Service agents approached the owner of the store where Hunter Biden bought the gun. Asked to take the paperwork involving the sale, according to two people, one of whom has first-hand knowledge of the episode, and the other was briefed by a Secret Service agent after the fact. The gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork. Here's what's interesting to me. Joe Biden does not, did not have Secret Service coverage once he left the vice presidency. I know this as a matter of fact. I also know this as a matter of personal involvement. I've told you about the story on the Amtrak train where my wife and I were on the train, and he and the doctor were on the train. No, I don't mean his uh, neurologist. I mean Dr. Jill. And then I walked up to him, and I said, you know, Mr. Vice President, you ought to have some kind of protection. And he looked. He had no protection. Anyway, the gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork, suspecting that the Secret Service officers wanted to hide Hunter's ownership of the missing gun, case it were to be involved in the crime, the two people said. The owner, Ron Palmieri, later turned over the papers to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, which oversees federal gun laws. Isn't it amazing how these stories come out months after the election, Mr. Producer? And not only that, Twitter would have covered it up anyway. And then said later, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, we're so sorry. The Secret Service says it has no record of its agents investigating the incident, and Joe Biden, who was not under protection at the time, see that, said through a spokesperson he has no knowledge of any Secret Service involvement. Days later, the gun was returned by an older man who regularly rummages through the grocery store's trash to collect recyclable items, according to people familiar with the situation. The incident did not result in charges or arrests. No, because no incident involving Hunter Biden, the sleazeball, ever involves arrest. But the alleged involvement of the Secret Service remains a mystery. 
One law enforcement official said that at the time of the incident, individual Secret Service agencies at the agency's office in Wilmington, Delaware, and Philadelphia, kept an informal hand in maintaining the former vice president's security. The person cited an instance in 2019 when the Wilmington office of the Secret Service called the Delaware State Police to arrange security for a public appearance by Biden. Secret Service declined to answer a question about whether it had informal involvement with Biden's security during this period. That means they did, because if they didn't, they would say no. And if they did, it's because Biden asked for special treatment. This is how it works. Asked whether the Secret Service requested state police security for Biden during the period when he was not under the agency's protection, a Delaware state police spokesman said, I have reached out to our sergeant who oversees the Executive Protection Unit with the Delaware State Police. He's unaware of any such requests or services provided. Any involvement by the Secret Service on behalf of the Biden family or on its own initiative would be inappropriate interference in an incident that was already being investigated by Delaware State Police with the involvement of the FBI, according to law enforcement officials. Now, this is the amazing thing. We have a district attorney in Manhattan that will not leave Donald Trump and his family alone. This, this puke, Vance Jr., still looking at his tax returns. Here we have Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, serious issues raised. Is there a local district attorney investigating anything? No, of course not. Lunch bucket Joe. Now, Politico obtained copies of the firearms transaction record and a receipt for the gun dated October 12, 2018. Hunter responded no to a question on the transaction record that asks, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Five years earlier, he had been discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine, and he and family members have spoken about his history of drug use. Lying on the form is a felony, though prosecutions for it are exceedingly rare. Well, not if we had... uh, Mueller and his team, prosecutions exceedingly rare or not, he'd be throwing the book, right? Wrong. It's a Biden, not a Trump. Neither Haley Biden nor George Mezrais, a lawyer for Hunter Biden, responded to requests for comment. Now, the gun store incident occurred during a period after Hunter Biden's administrative discharge from the Naval Reserves for his positive cocaine test and his subsequent divorce from his first wife, Kathleen. At the time of the gun incident, Hunter was in romantic relationship with Haley, the widow of his late brother, Bo. Now, let's just stop there. Isn't this creepy, Mr. Producer? He's in a romantic relationship with the widow of his brother who died from brain cancer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't go there. You don't do that. That's just me. You just don't. And if you have, don't call my show. Call Hannity. The incident began when Haley searched Hunter's pickup. So Haley is the widow of his brother, Bo. She searches his pickup, which was parked at her home in Wilmington because of unspecified suspicion she had, according to the Delaware State Police report. Inside the truck, she found a thirty-eight revolver, which happens to be my favorite, but nonetheless. Haley took the gun to Jason's Market, a nearby high-end grocery store where the Bidens are longtime regular customers. Is it owned by an Indian, Mr. Producer? Because I seem to recall Joe Biden used to mock Indians. I don't mean Native Americans. I mean 
people from India. There she tossed the gun wrapped in a black shopping bag into a trash bin outside the store. These Bidens are really smart, aren't they? Later that day, Haley informed Hunter of what she'd done, and he instructed her to retrieve the gun, according to the police report. When Haley returned to the grocery store, she found the gun was missing from the garbage bin and reported the issue to the store. Police received calls from the store's general manager, Paula Jansen, and from another person, according to the report. The missing gun caused heightened concern, according to the police report, because the grocery store sits across the street from... Alexis I. DuPont High School. Arriving on the scene, Delaware State Police retrieved security camera footage from the store and interviewed Jansen and the store manager. We compiled with the police, we, excuse me, we complied with the police and gave them whatever security footage we could, Jansen told Politico. The FBI also responded to the scene, according to people familiar with the situation. And at the time, the FBI was monitoring Hunter Biden as part of an investigation that remains ongoing and that currently focuses on his taxes. The FBI declined comment. All of this was known before, but kept secret until after the election. Will there be congressional hearings, ladies and gentlemen? Will subpoenas be flying so fast that you're blinded by their speed, as they were with the Trump family? Will we get to the bottom of this? Will we, will we have public hearings and public accusations? Will everybody be showing up on cable? T- no. No. It's not an issue. Don't worry. In addition to questioning Haley, police called Hunter to the scene, where he was questioned outside the store's loading dock area and explained he used the gun for target practice. One point, two of Jansen's employees described by the police report as Mexican males walked past the loading dock area and Hunter told a police officer that the store had some suspicious people working for it. Oh! He's a racist, too. Will the media and the Democrats get worked up about that? Asked if he was referring to those two staffers, Hunter responded, yeah, probably illegal. You hear this, Mr. Producer? He's a real Biden. He really is. When a police officer asked Hunter whether the gun had been used in a crime, the officer reported Hunter became very agitated with me and asked me if I was intentionally trying to make him mad. When the officer asked Hunter whether he had been doing drugs or drinking heavily, he responded, listen, it isn't like that. I think she believes I was going to kill myself, according to the report. An officer asked Hunter whether he had called his father about the incident before he arrived. Hunter responded, I've never called my dad for anything. After being questioned, Hunter retrieved the case for the gun, which included the gun's serial number, from Haley's house and returned to the grocery store to hand it over to police. While police questioned Hunter and Haley, two Secret Service agents arrived at the store where Hunter had purchased the gun, StarQuest Shooters and and Survival Supply in Wilmington. Is he a white supremacist, a militia type, Mr. Producer? Joe. We hardly know you, Joe said two people familiar with the incident. The agents showed their badges and identification cards to Palmieri, the store's owner, and asked to take possession of the firearms transaction record that Hunter had filled out to buy the gun earlier that month. The owner, Palmieri, refused to hand over the transaction record to the Secret Service agents because such records fall under the purview of ATF. So they left without the records, according to the people familiar with the case. Later that day, the AFT arrived at the store to inspect the records. Another day in the life of a Biden. 
Joe has said that Hunter's the smartest person he's ever met. You know what, Mr. Producer? I don't doubt that for a second. I'll be right back. Mark Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Remember, we're in the middle of a Levin surge. They're rare, but they're very, very important, which is why they're rare. For those of you who haven't been here during the course of the show, Al Sharpton and others are leading an effort to threaten Joe Manchin and uh, Senator Sinema, West Virginia and Arizona, respectively, still two Republican states. Arizona is holding on by its fingernails. Uh, threatening these two senators that if they don't vote to eliminate the filibuster and hence uh, clear the path for all the radical left-wing agenda that the Democrats support and that Al Sharpton supports, including destroying our voting system, uh, that they want Manchin and Cinema to know that their political careers will be destroyed. And I've had about enough of this crap from the left-wing mob. And so we're in the middle of a Levin surge. I'm going to give you the numbers of these two senators and also on at Mark Levin Show Parlor. At Mark Levin Show Parlor. We have a link to their website so you can email them or call their district offices and be extremely respectful. And tell them, no, do not eliminate the filibuster. We believe in deliberative government, not ramming things through because now you claim to have some kind of majority, which you don't. And number two, leave the electoral system alone. Do not be patsies for Nancy Pelosi. You're from Arizona and you're from West Virginia and we have long memories. Manchin's Washington number is 202-224-3954. 202-224-3954. Cinema's Washington number 202-224-4521. That's 202-224- 4521. And on my parlor site, we will link to their website so you can call that number or you can call the district offices or email them and politely just make it known that this is a litmus test for you the filibuster rule and this HR1 slash S1. This is a litmus test for you. It's time that we push back against the radical left wing elements within the Democrat Party who put party first and country second. And that certainly not only includes, but 
Uh, he gets a special asterisk next to his name, Al Sharpton. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-8. 3811 I am hopeful we can get my computer to work so I can see these phone numbers. I'm about to throw it in the Potomac River. Yamichi Alcinder. She works for an organization called PBS, the Public Broadcasting Service, as I've fondly called them all these decades. You help pay for them. There's really no reason for them to exist. Any program they have that's popular can be easily run by uh, commercial television. But the government wants its TV station, and the government wants its radio station. National Pubic Radio and the Pubic Broadcasting Service. Oh, public! Why do I make that mistake all the time, Mr. Producer? Anyway, Yamichi Alcinder, who I'd never heard of before until she showed up for the, the Trump interviews, excuse me, press events, Can somebody please tell me why she is a working journalist? Why? She's not a journalist. She's a hack. She's a radical leftist. So what is is the point of having her report anything? Let's go ahead. Let's play. Cut eight. Go. You've said over and over again that immigrants shouldn't come to this country right now. This isn't the time to come. That message is not being received. Instead, the perception of you that got you elected as a moral, decent man is the reason why a lot of immigrants are coming to this country and entrusting you with unaccompanied minors. How do you resolve that tension? See, she's speaking for all the illegal aliens uh, who are coming and trying to come into the country. You're a moral and decent man. How can you allow this sort of thing to occur, Mr. President? I mean, after all, we at PBS... Go ahead. How are you choosing which families can stay and which can, can go, given the fact that even though with Title 42, there are some families that are staying, and is there a timeline for when we won't be seeing these overcrowded facilities with, run by CPB when it comes to unaccompanied minors? Well, look, I guess I should be flattered people are coming because I'm the nice guy. That's the reason why it's happening. No, they're not coming because you're the nice guy. They're coming because you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Another way to put it, Joe, is a moron. Uh, You've said that they should come, and they know that you don't mean it when you tell them not to come. Then you lie about the statistics involving President Trump. Then you lie about President Trump allowing little kids to die on the border. You say the most heinous things because you're an idiot. But you've always been an idiot. Now you're a bigger idiot than you were before. You know, people say he doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. He never had two brain cells to rub together. So he's declined from a a declining base 
over the years. Let's, uh, let's see here. Let's go to cut nine. Go ahead. If you take a look at the number of people who are coming, the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people coming to the border and crossing are being sent back. Well, wait a minute. 25,000 or so were sent into the interior of the country over the last four weeks. So the issue isn't whether the majority are being sent back. The issue is whether they're all being sent back. The vast majority of them, they tell us, are over 18. So why are 25,000 of them being released into the interior of the United States, including with all kinds of communicable diseases, including COVID-19? Go ahead. Sent back thousands, tens of thousands of people who are, who are over 18 years of age and single, People, one at a time coming, have been sent back, sent home. So there's no crisis, there's no overcrowding, and this idiot is building facilities for the overcrowding and the crisis. The United States military has had to lend at least one of its bases, and maybe more. And he's very excited about it. Look at all the beds we have in these. Uh, these are military bases, idiot. They're not for immigrants. Go ahead. We're sending back the vast majority of the families that are coming. We're trying to work out now with Mexico their w- willingness to take more of those families back. Well, you didn't have to do that, you know. Before you came into the office, they were already doing that. You do understand that. Go ahead. That, that's what's happening. They're not getting across the border. And those who are coming across the not border... Not getting across the border. Then what's coming across the border? You know, it's like talking about massive federally funded abortion and they're not talking about babies. No, 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 they're fetuses. No, they're babies. No, 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 you don't understand. They're fetuses. Look at all these people coming across the border. No, they're not coming across the border. No, no, no. And if they are coming across, the overwhelming majority of them are single males over 18, but they're not coming across, so. Go ahead. Children were moving rapidly. That's enough. I saw this once. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I should have known better. And then they say, you know, Trump, you see, dismantled our immigration system, and we're busy working to put it back together again. Why don't they admit what they're doing? Why don't they just embrace it? Yes, we want as many people to come up here from the southern border as possible. We want to bring them into reception centers. We want to get them processed. We want to move them into the interior of the country, particularly into red states. We want to turn Texas. We want to turn some other states so we can't lose elections. We want to change the election system so we can't lose elections. We want amnesty now, and then these are the people we hope to give amnesty five years from now. We have a whole set of priorities here. And the, and the white dominant culture doesn't like it because we're browning America. What? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. You won't let us have our way. You won't let us have open borders. Unsecured elections? You won't let us win every election? Obviously, you're against people of color. What the hell are you talking about? Hey! We know this to be the case. Joe Scarborough says it is. Cut 11. Cecilia Vega, ABC News. Go. You mentioned uh, circumstances that must be horrific. 
the Customs and Border Protection Facility in Donna, Texas, I was there, is at 1,556% capacity. Hello, hello, 1,556% capacity. That means 15 times more than it's supposed to have. I want to do that for Joe Biden and his own B director. Go ahead. Right now with mostly unaccompanied minors, there are kids that are sleeping on floors. They are packed into these pods. I've spoken to lawyers who say that they, some of these children have not seen the sun in days. What's your reaction, what is your reaction to these images? And by the way, why can't the press go in there? You know, this is shocking. This is a shocking act of fascism that the media can't go into these centers until they're cleared up. Oh, we've got to clear them up and clean them up. And then, of course, we'll have transparency. Yes, we'll move them all into the military bases, and then you can come and look at our reception centers. Oh, you'll love it. We have sexless Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Dr. Seuss books that have been whited out where they need to be whited out. Can I say the word whited out, the phrase? I think I will. Oh, yeah. We got all kinds of stuff going on in these facilities, our reception centers. Critical gender theory, critical race theory, critical immigration theory, uh, critical this theory, critical that theory. Oh, yes. We're making sure these children are never assimilated into the bigoted American society. All kinds of cool stuff going on. Go ahead. From that particular facility, is what's happening inside acceptable to you? And when is this going to be fixed? Uh, That's a serious question, right? Is it acceptable to me? Come on. What do you mean, come on, genius? You acted like everything was fine. Go ahead. Be moving a thousand of those kids out quickly. That's why I got Fort Bliss opened up. That's why I've been working from the moment this started to happen to try to find additional access. Well, here's something else. Using military bases. Ah. You know, he says he's bigger and better than FDR. He's created basically internment camps here, hasn't he? (gasps) What did you say? Ooh, what did I say? Oh, yes. He's following the FDR model. We're going to go big and fast here. Oh, yeah. Before everybody knows what we're doing, we're not going to let people be able to catch up with us. And the Democrat Party's all in on it. Oh, yeah, it's great. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, ladies and gentlemen, even though I started the uh, Titleist look, very big uh, 
stylish uh, statement, I think, on the Fox News channel. It does have its limits, you know. It does have its limits. And I just want to say this to some of my colleagues and dear friends on the Fox News channel. It's okay to go collarless. It's a trend that I've started. It's something I believe in quite strongly. I hate ties. But just one button. Don't go down two buttons where we actually have to look at your chest. I'm just saying, it's, uh, it's very unappealing. It's very unappealing. You're not doing a John Travolta. This isn't a uh, Las Vegas lounge act. So, just to help out, you unbutton the top button, and you unbutton the next button. If you unbutton the button below that, now you're going uh, lounge act. And you're not a lounge act. So I just say that, just out of, you know, respect and friendship and collegiality, that the uh, lounge act look is not a good look. It's not a good look. Particularly if you don't have much of a chest. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? If your chest is, like, inverted, that's not, that's not a good look. If your chest looks like a shag rug, that, that's just not a good look. So, again, my advice, it's very simple. Top button, you know, yes. Next button, of course, yes. Top button, next button. The button below that, no, that, that's, uh, that's no good. Actually, I think I only undo the top button, don't I, Mr. Minister? Let me fix that. Just the top button. Just unbutton the top button. After the top button, leave your buttons alone. And over there at... CNN, we're not even talking about shirts. We're talking about pants. Keep your pants on. That's a whole other story. It's like the governor's office in New York. All right, where was I? So Chuck Schumer's at a press conference today. Schmucky Chucky. One of the most contemptible people to crawl on the uh, planet's surface, I would argue. And he's a guy, of course, who... uh, who used the filibuster all the time, used it in ways it was never used before against judges, and now he believes it's part of Jim Crow. Just shows you what a sick bunch of bastards we're dealing with. With all due respect. The Honorable Chuck Schumer, sick bastard. With all due respect. So an unnamed reporter asked Chuck Schumer the obvious question. And let's listen to how Chuck lies. Cut 16, go. Senator, when you were in the minority, you joined plenty of efforts to filibuster legislation. So Wait a minute. Is that our friend at CNN, Mahuraju, or whatever his name is? Yes, it is, Mr. Producer. I got I to gotta tip my hat. If it's who I think it is, I have to tip my hat once every 10 years for the man. Let's start at the top. Go ahead. Senator, when you were in the minority, you joined plenty of efforts to filibuster legislation. Mm-hmm. So one, why is it, was it okay for you to join those efforts? And secondly, are you willing to live in a minority, assuming you're in the minority okay, again sometime, let me, let me answer and give up that potent tool? The big difference is yeah, that yeah. we were always willing to negotiate in a bipartisan way. Mitch McConnell... Oh, okay. You see, folks, Chuck's known as a bipartisan guy, so... Of course, they can filibuster because they wanted to 
negotiate in a bipartisan way. But Mitch McConnell doesn't want to do that sort of thing. So it's okay if we use the filibuster. We're just trying to do the bipartisan thing. But when they use the filibuster, it's just not fair. Like I said, this is a sick bastard. He really is. And I say that with all due respect. Go ahead. He puts on the floor, even when he calls them bipartisan, aren't like the first uh, CARES bill, like the policing bill. Why are you rambling like a buffoon, like a homeless person? You use the filibuster, and that was perfectly fine. The Republicans use it in... You know, he, well, it's like the CARES Act and the This Act, and even and Mitch is a mean guy. Mitch, oh, shut up. You used it against judicial nominees. You used it left and right. You used it against Trump nominees for various presidential positions. But now, you know, now, now we got to change this thing because Al Sharpton's all over my case. And they, uh, and she may run against me in the primary. And, of course, all that matters is me, Chuck Schumer. All that matters is my power. All that matters is my majority status. All that matters is that I'm a senator. The country can go to hell. Now, here's a hypocrite. He's a fraud. One reporter calls him out. Will there be a headline in the New York Slimes? The Holocaust-denying New York Slimes? Of course not. Go ahead. Discussion. We are sitting down. I am encouraging my colleagues. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Sitting down. Good. About time you sat down. And then there's Mark Zuckerberg. This is like a billionaire punk, this guy. He's the nerd of nerds. And thanks in part to our government, he's a multi-billionaire with that Rule 230. And this is a guy that, he comes to call like a good little boy scout. Oh, yes, 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 we do this, we do that. Oh, yes, he looks like the kid next door, kind of a goofball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he spends almost $400 million trying to push the election for Biden and succeeds. Shouldn't this guy be charged with something? Cut 18, go. We directed 140 million people to our official voting information center. And we helped four and a half million people register to vote. Oh, they did. He gave a lot of money to these front groups. And he got a tax deduction for it to, to get out the vote. And where was he getting out the vote? In Democrat areas. He's a clever one, this Mark Zuckerberg, isn't he? Go ahead. We did our part to secure the... Ah, integrity. shut up, you idiot. I'm censoring you. You're censored from the Mark Levin show. And I am now putting a scarlet letter, J.A., on your head. J.A., you know what that stands for, Mr. Producer? You do. Putting a scarlet letter, J.A. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to invite Mark Zuckerberg, as I do so many liberals, to join my group, Fatties United. Now, he's not fat. You have to be a little heavy. He's not fat, but he's got a lot of money, so he can join our group. Maybe he'll even make a contribution. And I want to make him the treasurer of Fatties United, or FU. And so I want to reach out, on behalf of FU, to Mark Zuckerberg to join us over at Fatties United. And so I'll send him a letter, as the chairman of FU, and invite him to join us. Maybe we can get a few shekels out of the guy, to fund our organization. It's a good cause. It really is. 
Maybe we'll get that other guy. What's the weird one? Jack uh, Darty? Is that his name? Dorsey, Darty, whatever. Now, kids, if he can make it, anybody can make it. So that should give you that should give you hope. Let's see, Maharaji Darty, or what's his name again? Jack Darty, Darcy, Dorsey, whatever. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. You know, the Democrats, there they are, the party of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow, and they accuse everybody of being what they have been. Then the filibuster that they abused, and they started to use it against judicial nominees and so forth, and they tried to use it to block Trump from appointing individuals into his cabinet and sub-cabinet. And then they accuse Republicans of abusing the filibuster rule, you see. It is they who stood in the, in the doors of schoolhouses. It is they who, who wrote the literacy test. It is they who made black people count jelly beans in jars. And then they use that against Republicans who simply want you to show an ID, if possible, to show up to vote, and to make sure you are who you say you are. Oh, that's racist, you see. And who would know better than the Democrats? And, of course, they have front men like Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, a Democrat first, before anything else, just like all the rest on the left. Al Sharpton. Now they're threatening Manchin and they're threatening cinema. And so we have a rare but very important Mark Levin surge going on, the Levin surge. I'm asking you to defend your country. I'm asking you to push back against this effort where they're threatening these two so-called moderate centers. They're not that moderate, so it won't take much to push them over to the left. But they need to know that millions of you have a different position than Al Sharpton and Joe Biden and Schumer and all the other reprobates. Now, you can go to at Mark Levin Show on Parler, which is the easiest way to do this, at Mark Levin Show on Parler. We have five and a half million followers there. And you can get all the phone numbers and emails and so forth. It's all linked there. Or you can take down this number, 202-224-3954. That's Manchin's number in Washington. 
I suppose we filled up the voicemail, but that's all right. 202-224-3954, that's Manchin's number. Or Cinema. 202-224-4521. 202-224-4521. Every time I say her name, I get hungry. You know, like a cinnamon roll, Mr. Producer, or something like that. Not Manchin. Manchin's a whole other thing. But um, use those numbers. Go on Parlor. You can use the links. But this is an official Levin surge. We've done this from time to time. Not a lot. We did it throughout the Bush administration when he was uh, comprehensive amnesty reform. And so forth. And we're doing it now. And this is what you can do. Your little part. Our little part. Mark, what can we do? This is one of the things we can do right here. XM Satellite, Amy in Colorado, how are you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I'm doing just fine. Um, you got it. I caught Joe Biden's air, uh, press conference, and I've never been so embarrassed of my president. Um, I hesitate to call him my president. I still think of President Trump as president, and I miss him every time I see Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, but our enemies have got to be watching and laughing their buns off at us right now. Um, oh, I think they're laughing. I think, I think they're scheming. They're building new alliances. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think something terrible is going to happen in four years with this guy. I think, uh, I think by, uh, by watching him, by listening to him, uh, this uh, can be a provocative uh, situation. By the way, Amy, do you have AOL? I know I'm an old-timer with AOL. Do you have AOL? I do not have AOL. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm asking. Because, because I can't get into my email. AOL, I'm wondering if I'm the only one in the country. Is AOL having some kind of breakdown? Do we know this, Mr. Producer? We don't know this. These, these, let's check. Let's find out. Amy, God bless you. Thank you for your call. It's always great to hear from you. To whom else shall I speak, Mr. Producer? Who did you say? Neil in New Jersey, the great WABC. Where in New Jersey are you, Neil? I'm in Hasbrook Heights in Bergen County. I know exactly where Bergen County is, sir. Used to be Republican, and then they took over again. Yeah, unfortunately, they did. Mr. Levin, it's such an honor to talk with you. My question tonight is very simple. Yes. Uh, it, it concern, it concern is it true or false, or is it a multiple choice? No, it's a short question. Uh, oh, all right. Two-part type question. Two parts? Um, all right, I might have been ready. Okay, well, Senator McConnell says he has the votes to block a, quor- or form a, a, block a quorum from the Democrats. Now, I don't believe the toad for one minute, but um, President Dominic Biden... And crying Chuck, if they had the votes to do the nuclear option on the filibuster, wouldn't they have pushed that button already before? Well, they're working on it. They just had a hearing yesterday. Yeah. And they're working on these two senators, and so are we now. If they're in play, we've got to push back. So are you going to call as part of the surge here? We already did. (laughs) Wonderful. That's the missus. She can get on the phone, too, you know. Hi, Mark. Oh, it's such an honor, really. Thank um, you. You know, we're not misogynists here in the Mark Levin show. 
so I'm so happy to talk with you. I follow you all the time, and Thank I you. just wanted to call tonight because I, as soon as I saw those two numbers, I went to Pollard because I, I quickly couldn't get them down so quickly uh, on on paper. So I went yeah. to Pollard and I got them, Wonderful. and I called um, um, a mansion's number, but it doesn't go through. But I did leave a message. Uh, for the other senator, and yeah. uh, uh, and you can and, always email them, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to follow up with an email, but I just yeah. want you to know I did get through. Uh, not to well, you're a patriot. Together. It's very important that we do this today and tomorrow. Uh, we we have the surge going, and contact Mansion and Cinema's offices and let them know that uh, they ought not buckle to the left. They ought not buckle to the Democrats, that they need to uphold the institution of the filibuster. It has nothing to do with Jim Crow and all these other lies. And we expect them to vote against the Democrat Party nationalizing our election systems in the states. Again, that has nothing to do with minorities. It has everything to do with white liberals from San Francisco, Wilmington, and Manhattan who are trying to take over the electoral system. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, How long have you two been married? <laughs> we we were married in in uh, seventy seven. Okay, well let's add that up then. So you've been married, uh, wow, forty four years or so. Uh, it'll be forty four this year. Yes, all to the same one person. That's amazing. Isn't there ever going to be a third person? <laughs> never, never, never. I don't know if that's LGBTQ plus I. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> I, but I'm kind of out of it, so it doesn't really matter. All right, you sound like a lovely couple. You guys take care of yourselves. All right, God bless. Do we have another, Mr. Producer? Michigan XM satellite Daryl and his other brother, Daryl. Daryl, how are you, sir? Uh Uh-oh. Daryl? I don't hear Daryl anymore. Daryl, are you there, sir? Hello? Yes, go right ahead. I'm here. All right, go uh, right ahead. What an honor to talk to you, Mark. Thank you. Um, listened to that speech today and um, was just infuriated that uh, Joe Biden thinks he speaks on behalf of Republican voters mm-hmm. and uh, that we support this H.R. 1 and blocking. And, and did you hear the, the hysterical lies that he was spewing? Oh, uh, yes. I, I just really couldn't believe it. It just made me... Uh, so angry. I, I called my senators and my representative and uh, kind of did my own little Daryl surge mm-hmm. uh, to get uh, get through to these people and uh, spoke to a few of my friends and colleagues and family and told them that they really need to do the same to step up for our great country. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I fully back what you're talking about, calling Mansion and Cinema. And you're going to call, I hope? Patriots have to do it. We you're going to call, up. right? Oh, I for sure am. Attaboy. I for sure am. And, Mark, I want to say uh, thank you for your support of Hillsdale College. I'm uh, we love Hillsdale. And uh, glad, to, glad, to hear, glad to hear they're uh, supporting you as well. And thank you for everything that you do, your scholarly work, your effortless, uh, tire, t- tireless efforts to educate the masses on uh, our Constitution and the great things of our country and the liberties. So, well, you're very, very kind. And I really appreciate it. And God bless you, my friend. We'll be right back. Lovin.
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let us go to Suzanne in Kansas, the great KNSS. Go. Hello, go. Mark, the great one. Hello, Mark, the great one. How are you? Very well, thank you. I um, wanted to talk about, I watched the address today, the the press conference, and I was literally sick to my stomach with all the lies. The one thing I wanted to point out, and I don't know if everybody heard it, but he was asked by a reporter if he would run again in 2024. And he went into this big rigmarole about, oh, well, all the Republican electorates backed me. So I don't know who the hell he's talking about. What little... uh... What little uh, reviews they're taking. The fact is, uh, the vast majority of the Republican Party still backs Trump. The vast majority of the Republican Party still cannot stand Biden. So this is delusional. I understand. But then what he said next, just... What did uh, he say? Remind us before we run out of time. Okay, I'm sorry. I think he he said, uh, uh, what? But go ahead. No, he said that... Basically, oh, is there even a, going to be a Republican party? Wasn't that weird? What does that mean? That means... I heard him say that. I said, what are you trying to say there? That's weird. That means he wants to use that HR1, S1 to destroy the Republican Party, doesn't it? Exactly. That means he wants to make sure there may be a Republican Party, but it's a irrelevancy that it can't compete and I think you're right. He showed a little bit of ankle there, and I think a lot of these people who are doing the analysis aren't getting it right. He's smiling and smirking because he knows if he can ram through the elimination of the filibuster, followed by ramming through this, uh, this phony uh, vote bill, uh, that what he'll succeed in doing is uh, destroying the Republican Party. I think you're quite right. Well done! That everybody heard it. Well done, Suzanne. Now, where in Kansas are you? We're near Wichita. Wichita, Kansas. All right. Well, you take care of yourself. Thank you. That was a very, very important point you made. Alex, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. Yellow. 
Yeah. Good evening, Mark. Thanks so much for taking my call. Yes. So President Biden said today that he was so he's proud that he was able to pass a, a vote in the Senate without a single Republican. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Where's Joe's interest in uniting the American people? If he's proud of passing a nonbipartisan vote, then obviously he doesn't want the two sides to no, get no, no, together. Listen, listen. The in- that's all that's all propaganda. He has no intention of uniting anything. He's all about his ego his self-aggrandizement, his place in history. He knows who writes the history book, the books, the people who were in the Oval Office with him. He wants, to, uh, he wants to devour various aspects of our society, which the progressives love. They'll write him up as bigger and better than FDR and LBJ and Obama, and his eyebrows popped up when he said that, apparently. Uh, he had to go out and change his depends, apparently. He got all excited by that, so that's where we are. Yeah, and Mark, if there's one thing I learned from Joe Biden's press conference, it's that if you don't have what to add to your statement or you forget the end of your line, then you just say, I don't want to bore you with the details. Yeah, then right. you come off looking like the good guy, like the nice guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to get into the weeds. No, no, go ahead and get in the weeds. That's what they should have said. We, we want to see if you can get into the weeds. All right, good call, Alex. Do we have time, Mr. Producer? Uh, we really don't have time. I'm sorry, Montana, New York, and all the other callers waiting for us. But uh, we do very much appreciate you calling in. And there's always tomorrow. What do you mean 50 seconds? It sounds like five minutes here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. By the way, the Department of Justice admits there's little evidence to support January 6th sedition charges. But that doesn't mean they're not going to bring them. Oh, sure. That's sedition. Not what the left is doing in all of its riots. That's not sedition. That's peaceful protest. All right, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. See you tomorrow. Don't forget the Levin surge. Very important. And God bless you.